Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with attitude. What's up, bro? Welcome to Teenagers with Attitude, the podcast about sick tunes and rockin' and rollin' daddy-o, I guess. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, mixed and matched uh, slang from various dates in this episode. <laughs> we'll get to it. Uh, my name is Mike, uh, and joining me, we've got Fabby. Confusion, 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 confusion. I haven't been able to get this fucking song out of my fucking head all fucking day. It sucks. I kind of like when it. I first start- <laughs> when I first started watching it, after they played it the first time, I was thinking, damn, this is a shockingly good song. Ron Wasserman really knocked this one out of the park. And then they play it again like 57 mm-hmm. more times. But then it's part just like- <laughs> of the episode how it's kind of bad. The more you yeah, hear yeah. it, it's great. It's, anyway. It's basically perfect for its purposes. Uh, we've also got Simone. My mind is crazy, messed up and hazy. You, you never know what I'll do. Confusion. Mm-hmm. Confusion. 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 Uh, it's been a while, Simone. How are you? I'm good. Uh, yeah, it has been a while. I, it's been a weird uh, comedy of bad circumstances where every week that I said I was going to be on, something came up and I couldn't. Uh, this week, mm. it's you know it's Canadian Thanksgiving, uh, so I didn't even have to work today, and we didn't have any guests over because uh, it's the last year ever. So there you go. I'm home, yep. and I get to record a podcast now. All right. Awesome. And uh, someone who actually uh, hasn't been on for even longer than, than Simone hasn't been on because she's hasn't been on in infinity time. Uh, segway, first time guest, I guess. I'm sorry, that's really awkward. Uh, welcome to the show, Ava. Hi, it's great to be here. I honestly can't believe it took this long. <laughs> yeah, honestly, uh, me neither. We're terrible at organizing and bringing guests. Yeah, like we're we're genuinely really bad at that, and our our like behind the scenes folks we're incredibly disorganized, and our guest pulls are usually at the last second. Uh, like like here's 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 a funny anecdote. Uh, our 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 friend Ty, who's uh who's on uh, Idolon Pop with me mm-hmm. and Fabby, real good friend of ours. Uh, we have been meaning to get him back for a second episode for the longest time. His first episode was episode twenty six, <laughs> and I don't mean of Turbo. I mean twenty six. Of our podcast, like five years ago, we're really bad at this. Um, 
But anyway, enough about us. Ava, it's your first time here. What is your history with Power Rangers as a franchise? Well, uh, from the ages of about 6 to 10, mm-hmm. uh, Power Rangers was the most important thing in my life until it got like dethroned by Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a crap ton of toys. Admittedly, mostly uh, my memory of this era of Power Rangers, anything before space, most even including space, is mostly from VHS tapes that my parents would rent. So my knowledge of this era of Power Rangers is, like, a little spotty. Like, I saw the Turbo movie, Mighty Morphin movie, and then I saw the Psycho Rangers episodes of Space, and then just random stuff around that. And, uh, but I was very, very much into, uh, Time Force as a kid. Time Force was the shit to nine-year-old Ava. It's Honestly, it's always nice when we get a guest on who's, like, main engagement with the series was something later than Mighty Morphin and Zeo. Because mm. it's it's like in, in the general pop culture space, like it's Mighty Morphin or nothing. Yeah. I stayed with Power Rangers for a while. Uh I I uh will even go back and watch some of the episodes sometimes, just like for fun. Uh not very frequently, but like about a year ago, me and my girlfriend at the time just sat down to watch the Psycho Rangers episodes Space and, like, a couple Time Force episodes. Those are pretty good. We watched some, uh, we watched some episodes of the newer seasons. Uh, I actually, I watched a little bit of Ninja Steel. I actually, uh, uh, Ninja Steel obviously wasn't too special to me, but I did like the villain conceit for that season a yes. lot. Yes, that's the one thing I really like about Ninja Steel is they're up against a space reality show that is evil and wants to kill the Power Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, unless I'm misremembering the order of events, they straight up just ripped that from Juoger. That's probable. Like, that's, that, yeah, that's just the hook of Juoger. It looks extremely um, Sentai whenever they cut to them, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, which is, I mean, that's something we've run into a couple of times is to borrow a plot or an element or a character from a season other than the one they're currently adapting. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And also, also uh, I, do, I do really like how the way they embiggen the monsters in that season is an applause-a-meter. Yep. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Alright. Well, uh, anything else? I don't know. I think that's most of my Power Rangers background. I mean, I've been listening to this podcast for a pretty good amount of time. Wow. Uh, Nerd. Yeah, flattering. <laughs> Who I listens guess, like, not to that this? long, but <laughs> like, you know, I've been on Audio Entropy for a while, so, if, you know, eventually you go through all the podcasts on there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then you're like, well, everything else is gone. I guess I'll listen to Teenagers with Attitudes episodes from like, I don't know, 1998 or whenever this podcast started. <laughs> yeah. 1998. A young yep. sack was like, friends, I like the Power Rangers. Let's it was do an it. active like at that time. Mm-hmm. We, we listed the website on Alta Vista and off we were. Christ. Just just imagine <laughs> fucking putting your podcast on fucking Netscape in yep. the high school library. Yep. The the Angel Fire page with all the gifts <laughs> and the MIDI background. Text-based podcast back then? It was just <laughs> like, little, uh, everything uh, it, it was weird that they called that 
text-based podcast and not like a blog or just text on the no, internet. No. There you go. It was like a chat log. <laughs> yeah. Fucking an animated gif of, of a stick figure digging a hole and it says under construction. Uh-huh. And it never goes away. To be fair, it was way easier back then. Whenever you had something funny to show that was like visual, you could just put it there instead of describing it awkwardly. I have that never described awkwardly anything. Keep on hold of that, Todd, for three Sean minutes Baby's from now. Sean Baby's website was the first podcast when you really get down to it. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, all right. So b- b- before we move on, uh, Ava, it's great to have you. Uh, anything else you'd like to share before we get rolling? Big exhale. Uh, no, <laughs> y- y'all don't get to know about my personal life. That's valid. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's fine. share enough for like the four of us, so don't worry about that. Speaking of which. Yeah, hey. Uh, are we going to talk about as... my personal life now? Or should we talk about baseball? <laughs> as is often the case, folks, mm-hmm. when uh, when I have to jump in as guest host, uh, it tends to be a last second thing because Zach had something come up in his personal life, uh, and you know we miss him, we love him, love you, mm-hmm. Zach. Uh, Shout out to Zach. But love it you. does mean I didn't really have time to prepare, so we don't have a new segment, which means that instead, mm-hmm. as it. much as it physically hurts me. Say yeah. it, nerd. We're gonna let Fabby talk about baseball. <laughs> Eric, play my music. Fabby's baseball bonanza. I'm being bullied. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am bullying you. That's what's going on in this podcast. You're welcome. Uh, tell me when my when you have the timer ready. <laughs> I am ready. Okay, I'm going to go into our Discord chat and I'm gonna post one picture first. Boom. So let's start. Uh, so that's what a normal blazeful match looks like. I just posted a picture in our chat uh, for the audience listening. We have like uh, uh, two teams, a scoreboard, some bases in the bottom. Ignore the fourth base there. This is not relevant for the story I'm telling. Normally there's only <laughs> yeah, it just three looks like bases. the mobile version of like an ESPN site or yeah. something. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so during the finals of uh, this past season, season nine, it was the Crabs, the objectively stat-based wise, uh, best team in the league against the the if that's the Baltimore Crabs against the Charleston Shoe Thieves. Uh, the shoe. Uh, the each series and the postseason is best out of five. This was the finals. Uh, the shoe teams were down two games, two to zero, and then they won two games in a row. And then on the bottom of the ninth, the shoe teams managed to score the winning run and beat the crabs. And everyone's excited. Everyone's ecstatic. And then this image happens. I'm posting it. So a giant peanut god <laughs> shows up. Um, what? So yeah, there's these things called the Blazewall gods, which are the gods that created Blazewall, obviously. The most famous of them is the peanut. The peanut showed up around season three or four. Um, 
and uh, wanted us to worship uh, worship players, and you could uh, choose different idols, and then some of those players that got worshipped uh, got stuck inside of a peanut shell, which meant they weren't able to play anymore. And we were all like, oh, that's a interesting, like, balance mechanic. And, like, if the uh, most Fabi, popular Fabi, players... I'm, I'm, I'm going yeah? to pause the timer so I don't take any of your time. Yeah. Uh, I just want to jump in for the sake of the listener. Mm-hmm. This is a cartoon of a peanut mm-hmm. with a JRPG final boss-ass mm-hmm. fucking health bar. And we're in good? bold yeah. red letters, it says, time to teach you some discipline. Uh-huh. What's I am up? restarting the timer now. Fabi is okay. Is baseball Undertale? You have to tell if if, if it's Undertale. Uh, yes, but it's Undertale and it's Homestuck and it's uh, it's Those are that the same thing. John Boy's uh, is that John Boy's stats oh, thing? Yeah, it's also okay. Salty Bet. It's also like fantasy sports. Okay, it's this whole weird mix. Anyways, um. So there's this, there's this giant peanut, uh, idolizing players, putting them in shells. And at first everyone's like, oh, this is just like a weird balance mechanic. And there's a chance that players get freed if uh, birds pack their shells, but that rarely happens. And then this happens. The giant peanut comes down, says it's going to teach us some discipline. The team that just won, the Charleston Shoe Teams, suddenly has a health bar and then facing them is the shelled ones, uh, pods, all the players that were inside of peanuts come back super powerful, way more powerful than they were before. And these were already some of the best players in the league. And they're just under the peanuts control now. Um, and then like, if you see in the little corner in the text, it will give like a little message depending who, who it was, uh, what player was coming using things the fans had come up with. So there's a fan call, there's a character called York Silk and the fans call him my dork. So the peanut would go, Oh, my dork. And then York Silk would show up and attack the Charleston shooting or the peanut would go ring, ring. And then Jessica telephone would show up. Uh, and attack the shots and shoot teams. Anyways, we lost. We lost against the peanut. And now the, what people think is that now every team starting this past season, every team that wins the finals will go on to face the peanut and see if, if they can destroy the peanut. So it's turning into a kind of cell game thing, but with the Kinda, peanut as cell. But we still, but, like, at the same time, we're still playing tournament. My wings are doing really good this season. We got two two new players. Uh, one is a robot cowboy lesbian with a bunch of swords inside of a golf bag. Uh, she's a really good batter. Uh, the other one, I think, was a train. I can't remember exactly. Uh, anyways, we have good players. I think the season's going to be good. Also, yes, they're... Um, some teams, not all teams, some teams now have to go through four bases and home. Uh, and it makes like an, a heart, kind of. Uh, so you could do the three bases in baseball. Then you go up again. And then you go down to the home plate. But not all teams have it. How am I doing with time, uh, Michael? You got another 30 seconds, but I got a follow-up question. Yeah. Uh what happened to the Charleston Shoe Thieves after they lost to the Peanut? They all got major debuffs that make them worse because of this. They were all made oh. worse by losing to the Peanut. 
So I assume the people who ran Blazeball intended for this to happen to the crabs. What? Yes, when they got because upset. the crabs yeah. had won twice already. And in the Forbidden Book, inside of Blazeball, it says that if a team wins three times, they will ascend and so will Blazeball. So everyone was expecting the crabs to ascend. And then the shoe thieves pull an upset and then they don't even they normally in baseball they let the game finish even if one team has won mathematically they let the game finish and that's called shame so the the shoe thieves are shaming the crabs and then it just cuts off and the giant peanut shows up um it was really cool to watch online uh if you're the type of person who like to see this and also hear someone commentating the shawston shoe thieves have a twitch channel where there's a person who commentates uh, the games and he was commentating the the finals and it's really good because he has no idea what's going on either he's like uh, uh we're we're fighting the peanut now i guess we're fighting the peanut now it's really good <laughs> All I right. do have well, baseball is... questions. Should we save these for the end or for another day from fans? Uh, I have save save, them, questions save them for uh, – You're save, like, save, save them, them from where I'm not fucking here, Fabi. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. You gave me my let's... five minutes. I concede the rest of my time, Your Honor. <laughs> let's, let's, see, let's see how long the, the Power Rangers discussion goes because I don't have questions for the end of the episode, so – uh, if 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 we got time, we'll uh, we'll we'll do some baseball. If and, not, keep, uh, people keep sending your questions at baseball uh, about baseball at uh, teens with two on Twitter, teenagers with attitude <laughs> at gmail dot com. Uh, subject baseball, and also on Twitter, go ahead and tag me too to make sure I get those. Also, Savvy just send us Garza. send us questions about anything else. Also. Just yes. baseball question. I don't want it to. I do not just like Fabi. I love question. you. I do not want this to just turn into a baseball this is podcast. A baseball I want podcast so badly for segment. that not to happen. Oh uh-huh. my god. Oh, I hate this. Listen, anyway, everyone in this podcast is way too nice to stop me. This is how I became a host. This is how I'm taking over this podcast. I, I have to admit, this is the closest I've come to being into baseball. Just hearing mm-hmm. you describe this, so it's I, really fun. I, uh, like I'm yeah. on the line. Like I'm ready to be reeled in at this point. So there you go. Yeah, I made I made a baseball account and I bet on a couple games. Now uh, all of my ads are for DraftKings. Oh, oh I, I take it back. I'm not into baseball anymore. No. Uh, I didn't get yeah, that. Yeah, don't the I algorithm hear you. As I started getting uh, Google alerts for actual baseball, and I'm like, none of get me, get rid of this fucking shit. Baseball with an L. What the fuck is this? Oh, don't let Molly hear you say that. She doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, don't let her hear you say that. Uh, anyway. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about Power Rangers Turbo season one, episode thirty six, the song of confusion. Uh, we confusion, open on confusion, confusion. we it's open on it's not there yet. We open on a, yeah, we open on a different song actually. We we basically open on Cassie and uh, <laughs> her girlfriend. What? Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say I can literally only assume is her lesbian lover Vicky, mm-hmm. uh, who is. A single appearance character. We will. We've never seen it before. We'll never see her again. Uh, they are singing a, a song on a duet. They both have acoustic guitars. They are heavily plagiarizing the Beatles. It needs to be said with this song. 
I think at this point the Beatles are fair game. If you want to plagiarize them, do it. You yeah, have okay. my permission. Say Fabby from Teenagers with Attitude. Say I could do this, Mr. Judge. N- notable public domain, the Beatles. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If there's one thing the Beatles estate is known for, it's not having the most <laughs> litigious fucking legal team on planet fucking Earth. Be gay, do crimes. Steal from the Beatles, is what I'm saying. Uh, I was going to say, Eric, this is one of two times that I'm definitely going to ask you to put some audio into the episode yep. because this song is something All I really need is love 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 So strong it can't be wrong 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 All Yes, it's just a generic kind of love mm-hmm. song that Cassie and Vicky are singing on two acoustic guitars. Because and they're gay. Because they're gay, yes. But also, this is the wildest shit in the world because they're just performing an acoustic song in the middle of the gym and she's far. Ernie like paid them to do this. It's like they're you starting mean, small. You mean? Oh yeah. You said mean? It. Fuck. <laughs> yes. I yes, did I, this last er, week. Ernie I did Stone. this last week. He's turning it, into like Santa Claus he's style. He's turning into Ernie. Yeah, when you the kill Ernie, Ernie you turn into Ernie. Yeah, exactly. Got um, but uh, what I was gonna say is this shit is wild because like the other patrons are responding positively to this. They love it, and as like, opposed I- to when someone actually busts out a guitar in a restaurant in real life and everybody hates it. <laughs> yeah, and like I don't think I don't think they do a bad job. Like the song's corny, but they sound okay. But like the audience is like. Bobbing their heads yeah, along they're like into this is a it. bop, and that's just yeah. not what this music is. Yeah, it's not just inoffensive for music you hear in a youth club or whatever. It's like, oh yeah, I came here for this music. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Here's here's the thing. Uh, it's if you if you go into a restaurant that is not a restaurant where like the thing is that there's someone there performing live music, mm-hmm. and you just bust out a guitar and you start singing. That is some of the most obnoxious shit in the world uh-huh. to me. Like, I just want to eat. I'm just here to eat. Sorry. Uh, I've never and conversely, had uh, if you catch me in a restaurant that is designed for live music and does have a stage in a corner of the dining area and does regularly have performers uh, come in and play for the restaurant, that is a doppelganger. That is not the real me, and you should kill him. <laughs> Well, well, how, how do you deal with going to Mexican restaurants in the presence of, uh, sorry, forgot the word, those Mexican Mariachi. musicians? Mariachi. Yes. Mariachi bands? Mariachis. There you go. Thank you, Fabi. <laughs> that is that is my own fault for going there. Yeah. <laughs> how? Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, so they're, they're playing this absolutely banging folk song. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it just, it ends, and everybody starts clapping, and these two people, who are very clearly already a band, they're just Mm -hmm. playing a song together and performing Uh for an audience, they turn to each other and say, you know what, we should start a band. (laughs) And just, I I like to imagine that they just met each other, became a couple, then whipped out their guitars and started singing right there, and now they're backfilling in, okay, so this is our thing now, we're gonna play some music together, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, 
like I'm I know I know this is this is a this is a real hair to split, but like if you are coordinating playing songs together for an audience with your friend, even <laughs> if it's still just the two of you, you're a band. You're a at band, that point. yeah. Similarly, that's what a band it, is. If you're five people who have a whole song and an entire band, and you go to audition to play with two girls, <laughs> you're already a band. You're not auditioning for that band. Yeah, that's, that's the <laughs> thing. Is there's, there's another the way band. worse example of, of you're already a band. You're bandjacking um, the band. Instead of yeah. gamejacking, it's a hostile band-jacking. takeover. It's, it's like the corporate band taking over the smaller one. <laughs> uh, we'll get to it. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Lieutenant Stone's like, hey, you two can hold auditions for starting your band here in my Jimmy Juice Bar. Because... Like this, this again. This is lingering uh, with like and we've we've touched on it a thousand thousand times throughout the course of the season, but it's it's lingering after effects of the fact that Lieutenant Stone is slowly turning into Ernie, uh-huh. mm. and it's just him being like an extremely nice guy when we spent all of uh, like the previous two seasons with him just being a tremendous asshole. Yep, he pulled he pulled a Bob Ross. The only remnant of original, er, uh, sorry, original Lieutenant Stone we get in this episode is he kind of yells at Balkan Skull once in this episode, but that's it. Yeah. Were you going to say, Oh, I said he pulled a Bob Ross because he used to be like a drill sergeant and then he became, you know, Bob Ross. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, oh, man, if there's anything Lieutenant Stone really needs, it's a giant afro. <laughs> like, he, like, I mean, this this actor's already kind of gone bald, but like if he can he can he can he can fluff out what he has left, you know. <laughs> uh, but okay, so we cut to the space base. And she's like, "Oh, Porto, hmm, they want to start a band. I know what to do. I'm gonna write a terrible song that's gonna." I, I forget the specific way she does it. She's going to have an evil music plan. Yep. Like, that's, that's the long short I, of it. I, I like that, like, Porto just happens to be holding an extremely pa- paper mache guitar, like, in his hand, and she just walks by him and, like, Porto, your axe, is so she can start just playing music, I guess, because this is a very old-school type oh, of Power Ranger plot where she just sees something that they're doing and decides, this is my thing now, too. The guitar yeah. looks so unwieldy. They just glued a whole bunch of <laughs> yep. props to it. Yeah, like oh, it's whatever so- rubber was lying around, just stick it on the guitar. <laughs> There's no way this guitar actually works. Like this is 100% a prop. Yep. Also, uh, I do. I was re- uh, the periscope for the submarine shows up in a blender. I was yeah! really hoping there were going to be a joke where they cut back to yes. the phone turning it on, and then for some reason, Diva Tox's ships just start. Spinning. Oh yeah, no, it spins, <laughs> but then like her periscope spins inside the, the ship. That would be great. That would have been really good. Or, or just you hear a loud crunching noise in the blender, and then like the stuff that's in there turns a dark red. And you're like, what happened <laughs> Jesus, there? Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Are Turbo you? ends. Yeah. Time, for, time like for space. To my sweet, sweet villain. Then Elgar's head is just there. Everyone is happy. <laughs> it's okay. Elgar's not in the ship. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Be nice to Elgar. But yeah, so basically, Diva talks is like it's time to rock and roll, and she starts playing music, but pointedly. The camera zooms way in, so we can't see mm-hmm. Diva talks below the shoulders because they couldn't even film the actress faking playing the guitar because this prop is so bad. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, so we cut to the the intro, and uh, what you think of this intro, Ava? Uh, 
it's it struck it's struck me as like yeah this is the formula i remember it was i just didn't i didn't have it made i felt nothing i felt absolutely nothing oh you, okay you just you just felt empty inside it just pa- it's just a power rangers intro i liked it at the <laughs> end when they show the fucking zord skating I, I watched the Power Rangers Turbo intro and I feel nothing. <laughs> I, am, I am numb. I am dead inside. I see the acting credits for Justin and I weep. <laughs> that so, was everything. I definitely read out the actor for Jason. I read his name out out loud alone to myself in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> so we we cut back to the Jim and Juice bar, and it, you know what we've had we've had a few different. Uh, it's it like it's just now struck me how wild it is just to see this season one ass juice bar set because uh-huh. like Turbo's gotten and and Zio to some extent as well has gotten really good about like filming in more places. Yeah, and they don't and, really and like use the gym part of it much anymore. It, it used to be yeah, like they're always working out or having a karate class there, and that doesn't really happen anymore. So now, yeah, we're back there for the auditions. Yeah, the, like they touch on it occasionally, but the this place is like existence as a place that's a gym. Like the the non juice bar half of it has really just fallen by the wayside over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I guess they just didn't want to. I, I honestly maybe it just ties into the fact that the writing's gotten better and more coherent. Like maybe they don't need to fall back on okay in this scene we get extras working out because that's what we do in every scene. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but yeah, so it's time for. A hilarious sequence. Oh, yeah. So, I, I just want to imagine the flyer they posted for that audition, considering the people that come in. Is it just like... Just whatever. Music! Whatever Music! Have you heard of it? Do you own an instrument? Come over! Because that's there's all kinds of things that, you know... Anyway. And, and then they mock yeah. them for playing a weird instrument well. Yeah, this feels like a trope where, like, most of these are perfectly fine musicians. But because they <laughs> have wacky instruments, it's like, no, we don't, we don't like this. This is bad. There's also a lot of conga players in Angel Grove, apparently. Like, that, <laughs> that seems to be a big scene because, like, three different people show up with conga drums or bongos. Yeah, the, it's not just that... Yeah, they repeat that particular joke like three times, which is weird. And like they start with an accordion and like it's a little girl with big exaggerated like cartoon nerd glasses. And it's just like, sure, no rock band has ever had an accordion in it, as we all know. <laughs> but also she's uh, like not a good accordionist because she comes in and just like goes, fwah, fwah, fwah. she clearly doesn't know how to play. Yeah. The show wants us to make fun of a little girl like just from the yeah, start, I, like right there. Let's let's laugh at this child yeah. right there. This awesome. This segment feels like bullying. If you take a rock band and you add an accordion, that's a whole like musical genre in Mexico called Tejano, I mean, which is just like your basic instruments that the rock band would have, and then mm-hmm. maybe an accordion, maybe a brass section if you're fancy. Uh, What's the name of it again? Tejano. uh, T-E-J-A-N-O. Tejano. Cool. I mean, if nothing else, Weird Al alone has proven that there's a place for the accordion in pop music, so... Well, well, that's the thing, is even setting Weird Al aside, it's it's sort of this cultural given 
then an accordion is like a joke instrument. And like, yeah, if if someone is playing the accordion and they don't know what they're doing, yeah, it sounds awful. Sure. It sounds utterly terrible. But that's true of most instruments. Like, if you know what you're doing, an accordion sounds great. I mean, like, it's it's just about perspective, right? What the fuck is a guitar? Some strings on a plank of wood? What the fuck is this? Get out of here. Stupid instrument. <laughs> you have to like hold it in the neck, but you what? you play it under the, on the other side. You have to put a strap around your neck just to hold it, because like you can't just hold it in your hands. Why? Why it's bother? Just a big fucking hole in the middle. What is wrong with you? You have to tune. Like, you have to, to turn screws to tune the strings. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> but so, uh, yeah. So the second obvious gag comes up. It's a dude with a bagpipe. A dude and, who I mean, seems pretty good at playing the bagpipes. Like, if this was a whatever you call the genre of music that includes bagpipes band, he would probably be in. I don't know if I, I mean, always yeah. feel like bagpipes are sort of a solo act. I mean, they're they're in marching bands and stuff, right, or something. Oh, I suppose yeah. that's fair. Yeah, the only place Let's... I've seen a like an actual bagpipe player was at a funeral. Mm-hmm. Oof. Okay. Uh, but yeah, but again, bagpipe's kind of another example of an instrument that's like, if you know what you're doing, it's fine. Like, I will, I will say, whatever. I was not crying. I was not crying at that funeral until that fucking bagpipe showed up. He was so good. Aww. Oh, nice. That's sweet. Uh, but so we also uh, we get, you know, again, the first of, of three bongo drum players. Yep. And they're doing the whole beatnik thing. They got the yep. little circular sunglasses and the beret and all that jazz. Uh, and then we've got a kazoo player. Uh, <laughs> I respect you know? the, uh, this kazoo player. This like middle-aged lady in the Hawaiian shirt with a straw hat with a big red feather on it comes in and just plays the hell out of that kazoo to be in the band with teens. So <laughs> yeah. live your best Honestly, life, lady. <laughs> this, is, this is a lady who wanted to get out of the house and she decided to do something bold with her life. And you know what? Mad respect. Yep. And then, okay, so... <laughs> We get a we get a we get a banjo player, and he and he's he's dressed up in you know an, an exaggerated costume you know like an old timey banjo player that makes sense, but the important thing here is that we get my favorite the subtitles have my <laughs> single favorite line of closed captioning in the history of television, and it's zesty bluegrass. <laughs> I feel aroused just li- reading. I do that. remember that, ladies. <laughs> Gentlemen, other distinct, distinguished guests, I want to announce formally that I am changing my name legally to Zesty Bluegrass. That's a tabletop RPG name if I ever fucking heard one. Yeah. I like how me and Fabi went, this, went the same route. That's yeah. a, like a, a bard spell that, like, Final Fantasy, if you're, like, that's the, the some kind of, like, way down the list spell that you can play for the buff or for your party or whatever. You just play Zesty Bluegrass. You know, good old Sata B. Hey, they call me Zesty Bluegrass, and I'm ready to sell you a car. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Ship directly, volume two over here. <laughs> yeah, so we get like a synthesizer guy who's playing like the the subtitles say classical music. I'm not sure that's what he's doing, but whatever. Yep, there's also a, an um, extremely white guy playing conga drums, and it says African rhythm in the subtitles. And I don't know about yeah, this that's, one. That's, yeah, no, sorry, no. Mm. Uh, we get two guys with symbols, <laughs> and that's it. They just the two of them have symbols. If I had symbols, I'd go. Like I want, I want the band that lets me in when my my instrument is the no. crash symbols. 
when we are a simple duet. Like, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. they have the same problem that uh, fucking Cassie and Vicky have, where they're already a band. They don't need help. <laughs> yeah, they're performance artists at this point. Yeah, I I also wonder what exactly is wrong with like piano guy. He comes in with his keyboard and fine. he seems to play a little ditty on the piano. He seems like competent at playing it. And a piano is not a weird instrument to have in a pop band or whatever. So like, what's like? He looks dorky, I guess. He has weird like yeah, yellow sunglasses he's a nerd. on. He's a y- nerd, Simon. You know, Camby and the cool band where later on we'll get a guy with his t-shirt all open. You uh-huh. can't have the nerd there. I say at least put him on the maybe pile. He seems like an okay piano player. I yeah, he's yeah. He seems he seems fine. He seems like he could learn whatever you want him to play. Yeah. But so we're gonna get to the next uh, bit of audition, and this is the bulk and skull segment. Uh-huh. And okay, what the f- okay, <laughs> Fabby? I know you're gonna have some stuff to say about Skull's outfit. I'm gonna oh, get yeah. bulks out of the way. What the actual fuck <laughs> is bulk wearing? <laughs> like a. F- White guy dreads. Sure seems like it. Uh, well, I don't. I don't know. His hair seems loose. Like I think that's just his hair. I don't. I don't remember no, if he trimmed it. I'm pretty sure those are dreads, Michael. You know, I I will take your word for it. It's SD footage. If you see dreads, I will. Yep, it's dreads. Yeah. Uh, he's wearing like a uh uh like a snow cap it seems beanie like- thing. Yeah, he's got a long dread in the back. He seems to be like under some kind of Renfair cosplaying. Like he has like a, a green and purple tunic that seems to belong to some kind of I don't know, court jester or something. He wasn't sure if he was going for Renfair or Rastafarian and decided to do both. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he just got confused between the words because they sound similar, Rastafarian and Renfair. Yeah. He also is wearing leather van braces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's he's just got a big old bongo drum. It's a weird like, Link cosplay. Yeah, uh, and then Skull. Oh, my precious boy, Skull Eugene Skullovich. Skull gets it. He's he's yeah. Febby, you you want to talk about this outfit? Because you said this was sexy. Skull is hot. I'm, I'm. Oh yeah. I have a thing for men in like. Kind of rocker, kind of tight. There's some mesh in there. That's yeah, he's got a mesh shirt on. Skull and a can get it. Skull can get it. There's I a also, lot of studded leather. Yeah. yeah. I just ref- I refuse to believe that Skull can't play that guitar. Oh, yeah. I refuse we to believe We know canonically that. he's an established... He, he's a right. He's a, he's a concert pianist. pianist. And he's like, he doesn't... He brings a guitar there instead of, you know being the best pianist in the city that we know of and, like, getting by on that. Well, what's what's wild, and this is also true with Bulk to some extent, unless I'm misremembering, we know that Bulk and Skull can play rock instruments, too. We've seen them do it back in season one. Yep. But they have to be funny instruments, Michael. Yeah, it's just... Like, it's so weird to have this episode and what is what has so far been the objectively best episode of this show... And the one thing that that firmly established is that Eugene Skolovich is an established musician. Yep. He is an accomplished mm-hmm. musician. He is extremely good at music. He may he, he might be a complete total doofus like in everything else in his life, but if there's one thing he knows how to do competently, 
and like ex- just generally extremely well. It's play music, mm-hmm. and like that's frustrating. Uh, and yeah, just the bulk outfit is just kind of offensive. So it's 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 all just. Uh, but I mean, it's it's at least Paul Schreier and Jason Harvey getting to do some physical comedy. So at yeah. least there's that. But I mean, That's the, the nice. song they play, which is you know an electric guitar and conga duet, <laughs> is sort of punk adjacent in that it's very loud and fast and energetic, I guess. So it's also not super terrible, honestly, at least compared to some of the other stuff they've seen. It's it's just really abrasive. I mean, if, they, if they were auditioning for the Butthole Surfers, they'd be fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they leave, and we get just an entire <laughs> whole ass band walks in. We, uh, we we get the equivalent of Microsoft walking into a small indie dev studio right there. It's just okay. Yeah. We're here to to audition for your band. We have an entire drum kit and like a guitarist, bass player, mics, everything. Let's go in, and we're just they set up in seconds and start playing their song. They have. A song they've already written, and they have a name for their group. It is Crash and the Creeps. Yep. Yeah, they have a lot. And of, it's so weird. They have a name. They have a band name. What? The, what they want is an agent. It's not like going on audition with these two girls that are clearly like not even close to being as developed as a band as they are. So. Yeah. Now, of course, all of this can be explained away by the fact that this this here is Divatox's evil plan. Yes. These are monsters in disguise. They have her ugly guitar. But it does make it really silly that, like, Cassie and Vicky don't twig up that, like, something is weird here. Yeah, they're, they just, they're they, even, they like, don't... wearing Power Ranger colors, because clearly this is, like, some kind of monster ranger team that is not named as such because of, like, Emily's not here, but I bet, like, Car Ranger Garage would tell us that this is some well, kind we'll, of evil Power Ranger yeah, team. Yeah, we'll... You know what, I was going to save it for later, but we may as well get to it now. Okay. Uh, so this this isn't so much the Car Ranger Garage, because I, I haven't seen the episode. This is just... Mike fucking reads Ranger Wiki. Mm-hmm. Um... But so, these guys are from episode twenty-five of uh, of Car Ranger, and uh, uh, oh, can y'all hear that? A little bit. A little bit. Vaguely. Just gonna let that go away before I continue. Sorry, Eric. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so these guys are from episode twenty-five of Car Ranger. Uh, it's called uh, what was it called again? Uh, the mysterious intruding girl, and it is uh, it is the introduction of an episode that Emily's talked about a bunch, the uh, White Racer, which is one of the <laughs> numerous, not quite sixth Rangers that that season has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these characters are uh, Boso Sentai Zoku Ranger. Okay. There you the, go. The 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 Bozak have their own Sentai team apparently. Yeah, I had a feeling it was uh, something like that. Yeah, and that's that's why they're like color matched to the Rangers and everything. They're just they're just this alien race's uh, sort of evil Ranger team, and we don't uh, they don't I don't think they morph or anything. They're just color coordinated because you know mm-hmm. just because. 
and yeah, those are those are really the two most notable things about the episode, near as I can tell, is the the evil monster Sentai team and the uh, introduction of this other character. Uh, there is a third thing about this episode that is incredibly significant, assuming that this is still accurate and doesn't need to be updated. Uh, this episode uh, got the worst ratings of any single episode of Sentai in its entire oh. history. What? Okay. It's yeah. It set a record that has never been broken. Even even as much as people talk about, oh, Sentai's struggling. It's 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 not doing great right now. The toy sales are bad. The lowest rated episode of the show in its entire forty five year history was the episode of Car Ranger that they used to get these monsters from. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's like a piece of history. Uh it's yeah. It it's something. Uh but that's that's that as far as uh as far as the Car Ranger stuff. Uh but yeah, so they, they come in and they're like, Hey, so we're already an existing band and we're gonna audition for your uh, acoustic guitar duo <laughs> with our hard grunge song here. Here we go. It's like pop yeah. punk. Th- this, yeah, I guess. Kind of, yeah. This this sounds very much like an actual song you could have heard on the radio on like an alternative rock station. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I want to say six or seven years before this episode came out, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Eric, just mm-hmm. just include it because there's no way we can do it justice just trying to describe it. It's sort yeah, of it, it's, oh, well, I'm gonna try and describe it a little bit. It sort of sounds like when there's like a hardcore Christian rock band. <laughs> this is one of their other songs that doesn't talk about Jesus because <laughs> they gotta fill the yeah, album you know with what? something. Yeah. you fucking yeah. nailed it. You got it in one. Yep. This absolutely sounds like a Christian rock band. Yep. Oh my god! But like a, like this. <laughs> Almost a satanic equivalent of a Christian rock band because the song is about how awesome confusion is and how like they're gonna corny? like really. Well, yeah, of course. It's, no, no, oh no, no, Simone, uh, just fucking hit me like a bolt of lightning. Yep. This is the devil's song in a Christian rock yes, opera. Absolutely, confusion. I'll get into <laughs> your brain and never leave, and like sow doubt into your mind and make you doubt the word of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Confusion, confusion, yeah. confusion. You have some fucking theater kid come out and just like he does just the most fucking queer coded Lucifer oh, you've yeah. ever fucking it's, seen. It, it, it's a sexy Satan. No red face, no horns, just a guy in a suit with a red shirt, black tie, very clean shaven, singing about that, yeah. I was gonna say red sequence. Yeah. Confusion, confusion, confusion. Like this guy, the red shirt and then just the chest open? I, that's a Satan right there. That's a Satan. The devil. That's Satan. <laughs> yeah, to me. that's a Satan. And his, yeah, and his his backup group that just happen when they all come together, they form a rainbow. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so they play the song. Cassie and Vicky love it. Are into the crowd it. goes wild. Vicky does real good digging this song, acting with her face as she's listening to it. Yeah, uh, we should actually. I forgot to do this earlier. We should talk about the actress playing Vicky a little bit. Okay. Actor spotlight. I went to her IMDb and I found the usual stuff for like bit actors. You know, lots of lots of small parts, single episodes of television where they played a small role, minor roles in some films. Uh, but she does have. 
some runs where she's uh, been like, a, as far as I can tell, a significant named character. Uh, her name is, uh, let me pull this back up, uh, Barrett Swatik. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, she was in Seventh Heaven for 15 episodes where she played a character named Cheryl. Uh, she was in a TV show called Quarter Life where she played a character named Brittany. Uh, let's see, a minor character in 10 Things I Hate About You, the TV series. Uh, two broke girls. Uh, she was in 26 episodes of a TV show called Awkward where she played a character named Allie. Oh. Isn't Awkward the one... Let me Google it before I say things. Keep talking. Yeah, I've I've never heard of it, but yeah, if you, if you recognize it, let me know. Uh, and uh, she was most recently uh, in seven episodes of a TV series called American Housewife, where she played a character named Sage. I don't actually know what American Housewife is either. But yes, she's she is a working actress, yeah. and uh, I mean it fits with. This, she seems marginally. Better at acting than the average Power Rangers performer that's there for one episode, so I'm not really surprised. It definitely feels like they brought her in because she can sing. Like in oh, that yeah. early song, like it is very clear that between her and, and Cassie's actress, uh, the lady playing Vicky is like a singer. She, she had the highest honor bestowed on a one episode Power Ranger guest character in which it's her own voice you hear in the episode. <laughs> uh, near as I can tell, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and this this is her first acting credit is here in Turbo. Yeah, mm. I mean, uh, so once you're in the guild, after that you can't go back to Power Rangers. So it's always someone's first thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah, this is, you're not wrong. This is the show. Awkward is the show about a character, a girl who has an accident, and everyone thinks she attempted suicide, and it's nice to her. Yeah, Ooh, it's a comedy. Okay. Uh, I've never seen it. I saw a lot of ads. Uh, well, it's it sounds <laughs> like a one of those nineties <laughs> teen no, comedies. No, this is uh, uh, recent. Air quotes where excuse no, this oh, is oh, recent. Oh, okay. Like uh, it started in twenty eleven and ended in twenty sixteen. Okay. Yeah, this was a long running show apparently, which I mean, with that premise, wow. Yeah, I'm not even going to go into the reasons why that's a bad. Uh, yeah, I don't think we need to explain why that's uh, Paul said color. We yeah, to- sorry, I, I I went silent because a car went by again. I muted my <laughs> microphone. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is what happens when I'm hosting and I live in the city. Uh, so there is one more thing I want to bring up before we move on. This song uh, was used again by Saban Productions in something else. Uh, it was used uh, in Richie Rich's Christmas Wish, <laughs> the Saban Entertainment produced direct-to-video 1998 sequel to the 1994 Richie oh, Rich God. film. So, yeah, so remember, remember fucking Macaulay Culkin playing fucking Richie Rich in a movie? Yes, I remember that. Yeah, it got a direct-to-video sequel four years later, and this song was in it. That, I must presume, did not star Macaulay Culkin, if I had to guess. No, I'm pretty sure it didn't. It didn't? I could have sworn. I'm, yeah. Who did it star? I, I could have sworn. Got, I'll look it up. I think they just got a new white kid to be Richie Rich. Well, no, no, the... No, the second one didn't, but the first oh, no, one absolutely yeah, yeah. had Macaulay. Oh, did, I did. I was talking one. about the yeah, sequel. No. It's one, okay, one of yeah. the many cases of the direct-to-video sequels to Macaulay Culkin movies that did not star him. 
Yeah, that yeah, that is a long proud history. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there, how many Home Alone movies have there been now? There's five. Been, I think there's five. This oh wait, there's a dog one, right? You there might be like four. <laughs> let me look this up. Home Alone franchise. Let me let me see how many there are. I'm 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 gonna bite the bullet. I believe there's like okay, yeah, there four human ones and one dog one. Uh, it, it looks like yeah. There's been five films and then a short film made in 2018. Oh, is that the YouTube thing where it's adult Macaulay oh, Culkin? Oh yeah, no, that was, yeah, that was an ad. That yeah. was an ad for Google Assistant. Right, right, right. Okay. Why is that? Again, well, I guess it makes sense. It's on the page for the Home Alone franchise. I, I, yeah, used, go ahead. I used to be that guy who was like, you know, what would be sick and great? <laughs> it would be like if they made a new Home Alone, but he's an adult now, and he's like twisted, and like the same robbers come and he fucks them up. I, I was a really edgy twenty-year-old. <laughs> Sorry, Fabby. So I've, I've um, killed her. So um, fucking it cuts to adult Kevin McAllister, and he's well aware of how the castle doctrine works. <laughs> um, this isn't a BB. Well, sorry, this ain't a BB gun anymore. Because uh, I um I googled uh, who played the other Richie Rich, and it's David Gallagher. Who's uh, done uh, several things like uh, Angels in the End Zone and Look Who's Talking Now and Seven Heaven, but most of our listeners <laughs> probably know him as the voice of Riku from Kingdom Hearts. And the reason oh, I was laughing. Great. Oh, okay. I thought you were laughing oh, at my man. thing with Home Alone. All right. No, I was I was <laughs> laughing at Riku Kingdom Hearts being Richie Rich. Uh huh. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, was he what? A- yeah, what else was he in? I could have sworn he was in some other stuff. I mean, uh, Boyfriend the Sixth Sense was Sora. I don't know if you know that. I think they might have had to change the name of Home Alone Dogs after release or something. Yeah, <laughs> Is it an unauthorized <laughs> entry in the franchise? Because <laughs> after a certain point, or like, the, the, the Just Watch page refers to this movie as Home Alone Dogs, but the image is for this poster, Stepdogs, oh, God. which has been slightly altered with the Christmas stuff removed. So it's one of two things. Either this is, was an unrelated movie that they didn't put the franchise on, or it's like they made a Home Alone Dogs movie, and then the Home Alone people called them and said, you can't do this. <laughs> I don't know which one is funnier. Wow. Okay. So anyway, enough enough about Home Alone. Uh, the Genesis game is a lot of fun, by the way. Um, we <laughs> we're just gonna let you have that last word, huh? Okay. Absolutely. I'm the host. That's what I get to do. Uh, so yeah. So basically, Vicky and Cassie are like, "Wow, you guys are great. You can join our band." And Crash, who I, I get, God, his name is Crash. He's Crash and the Creeps. I'm sorry. I reject the I reject the notion that someone who is not a bandicoot can be named I Crash. I swear this is the second time I've seen a band that's Crash in the Blank. I'm gonna look up the other one. So you keep going. There's got, there's got to be a Crash in the sure. Bandicoot somewhere. I, like that's that's somebody's band name. Crash and the crash Boys and is something in my head. Oh, is it a real band? Uh, crash. Crash. Oh, not, yeah, not it's from, from uh, uh, Scott Program. Okay. Okay, then I'm surprised it's not called Crash and the Bandicoots if it's from that. No. Well, uh, its video game references uh, skew older Uh than that. Yeah. It's a reference to the NES game Crash and the Boys Street Challenge. 
Okay, that's over my head. So, so Cassie and Vicky are like, okay, Crash and the Creeps, the five of you can join the two of us in our band. <laughs> I don't think that's how joining works. <laughs> yeah, and Crash is like, uh, there's five of us, and we have room for one of you. And yeah. they're like, uh-uh. <laughs> this fucking okay. reverse, <laughs> like, and- power play bullshit. <laughs> yeah, they just it's fucking Uno. It's like no. <laughs> They've activated that Ben's trap card and now they're stuck with it. Now yeah. you're auditioning for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they say, uh, Cassie, you can join our band. Vicky's gotta go. And Cassie's like, Well, she's not gonna go. And my she's girlfriend. part of this. And I guess they, they have a yeah. yeah. They have a, a like a pseudo compromise where Cassie will perform with the band. But Vicky uh, stays Vicky as a writer. Will write the songs. Yeah, and she, but, Vicky's into this. She's like, "Oh no, it's fine, it's fine. I'll step back. I don't really like playing anyway. I guess because like she doesn't fight them on this. Really, she's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll yeah, do this. She's gay. She's she's used to compromise. I don't know how much of this is like the magical influence of the evil song. Because spoiler alert, it's an evil magical song. Uh, they but, don't really get. Okay, so we can cover that later. But they don't really. Explain what the song it gets does, into your head. Like, other than sticking yeah. people's head. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, it gets. I think it, it gets. But I mean, so it gets in your head so much you can't do anything else. There's a one scene later on where all the students are just like, kind of like zombies, saying the song over and over again. Yeah, you kind of lose your ability to do anything mm-hmm. other than think about the song. I mean, by that metric, Crush Forty is a Divatox Pirate Monster it band too. It sounds like so. one. Well, yeah, that's just canon. <laughs> but so we cut to uh, we cut to the school. We're in the hallway. Cassie's in her locker, and TJ walks up. And is like, "Hey, so I heard that you and Crash and the Creeps are going to be performing tonight." And she's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Great, I'll be there." Does that make I can't Cassie wait to listen a creep? To your- technically, now is that? No, no, no. Here's the thing: we we cut to the poster for the band, <laughs> and it is Cassie. And Crash <laughs> and the Creeps. <laughs> Featuring Vicky as Vicky. Yeah, well, the, Vicky's nowhere, but here's the thing. Not only is that a fucking mouthful, Cassie and Crash and the Creeps, Cassie is in a different font from the rest of the name. <laughs> She's just in, like, like pink impact font or whatever, whereas Crash and the Creeps have their own clearly designed <laughs> pre-existing logo. They just tacked Cassie onto the front of the name. <laughs> it's Cassie it's, with Crash and the Creeps, yeah. Yeah, it's great because, like, and, like, listen, folks, this is not us laughing at Power Rangers at this one. This is clearly a deliberate gag, uh-huh. and I love it. Um, but, yeah, Cassie and Crash and the Creeps is funny. Also, speaking of things that don't seem like Power Rangers would do them on purpose, but it actually turns out it is, we do this TV thing. Where we cut to the middle of the concert, everyone's already going nuts. It's it's in the dark. You can see the crowd. You can see the band performing, mm-hmm. and they they perform this. They perform the song, and it's this really great, like just fun moment where we get shots of the crowd dancing, and everybody's there, including Justin for some reason, who sticks out like a sore thumb because he's the only baby. And then just like we cut back and forth to the performers having a good time, including Cassie's just fucking nailing it. We see Vicky in the crowd, you know, being overcome with jealousy and all that jazz. But they just play the one song mm-hmm. and then the concert ends. And, like, I was going to make a joke about that being the only song because that's just kind of how concerts are in television. Yep. 
Because, like, you know, if you if you have a TV show and you have a 20-minute episode and one of the plot points is there's a concert, like, you've only got time for one song. That's just how it works. Ha ha. Yeah. But then almost immediately, the characters make it explicit. That's their only song. <laughs> they, have, they gathered everyone in the gym and juice bar with a cover charge, presumably, just to play that one song at them. And then they left. They left. Yeah. Yeah, they played one song, ended the set, and everyone's just like, yeah, that was great. It's that like, one song, great. I can't wait to hear when you make a second one. Yep. It's a pretty good parody of like actual music fans, I guess, because that's how a lot of people treat I, I, like some so one-hit wonder bands, I guess. I the lyrics to the song. I just want to emphasize how horny the song is. Um, of course. Yeah, go I'm like going to trick you. Tease you and taunt you. You might understand real mm-hmm. soon. Mm-hmm. Confusion. Oh, oh. I that that's horny to me. Yeah. That's horny yeah. to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. That that is that is dialogue mm-hmm. in like a mm-hmm. hypno kink yeah. comic. You'll never know what I do. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's extremely uh, but I was going to say, uh, I have absolutely gone to concerts uh, with bands who whom I've only heard one song of before yeah. in my life. Yeah. It just happens sometimes. Uh, sometimes you just want to go to a concert. now mm-hmm. for like One mm-hmm. Hit Wonders. I went to one last year where they had a bunch of 80s One Hit Wonders that would just go up, play their <laughs> one song, and leave. Uh, it was very funny because it was like Flock of Seagulls and... Uh, uh, <laughs> Oh my god! A bunch of other eighty like eighty one hit wonders. <laughs> like who? Who the fuck wants to hear no, another yeah, song they from would, the like, Venga come Boys? In, play one song and leave. <laughs> it Europeans. was very very funny. Yeah, that that is that is very fun, but also like that's clearly yeah. like the gimmick of what they're doing yeah. there. Uh, but yeah, so that this this concert happens, it goes off without a hitch, and. Everyone's just like so excited about like, yeah, Cassie, you fucking nailed it. Except for Vicky, who's just like, well, Cassie, you you did great. I'm sure glad you got to play the one song. <laughs> and, and that's, that's again, I I'm not this. exaggerating it. She says that. <laughs> <laughs> and she, Cassie's like, no, no, we're, we'll get to your songs eventually. Like, I mean, Vicky's like, she say, I'm just saying, we said this whole concert together and I have this whole set I wrote and you didn't even touch it. What the fuck? It's, it just seems yeah. economically not sustainable at this point. Yeah, and, and, and Cassie says, like, we're going to get to your songs eventually. And and Vicky's like, no, Crash told me that wasn't going to happen. And Cassie's like, what? And then Vicky, like, leaves. And she still went to the concert despite this because she loves her girlfriend, Cassie. Well, I mean, not enough yeah. to, like, give her the benefit of the doubt there when Cassie's, like, clearly hasn't heard anything she about this. She didn't fight hard enough for her, Simone. <laughs> okay, her I guess. Her little yeah. gay heart is confused <laughs> and in pain. Yeah. Uh, so the other Rangers are congratulating Cassie on a job well done. And we get this great moment of Justin and Carlos each grabbing <laughs> microphone stands, jumping off the stage. These boys are like, dorks. They are such dorks. Like I, I've I've talked I've talked a lot before about how awkward it is when the show tells us that these like teenagers are best friends with this little kid. Carlos and Justin, I feel, is the like relationship mm. out of the whole group yeah. that I feel like comes off as the most genuine. Yeah, because it seems like a little sibling, big sibling thing. 
Yeah, I I absolutely buy that that Carlos and Justin like have big brother little brother energy. I 100% buy it. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're basically on the same wavelength because like Justin like Justin is a little kid with with like the intelligence of a teenager and Carlos is a teenager with the intelligence of a little kid. <laughs> they're basically freaky friday a little they're, bit. They're, no, and they're, they're just fucking dancing around like with uh with these mic stands going confusion, 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 confusion and it's honestly adorable. I love I, it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, when he's hanging out with Carlos is the most I like Justin mm-hmm. as a character. Yeah. Um Carlos brings the best out of that character. Yeah, I think oh, Carlos absolutely. is really good, actually. From some of the space I watched, like Carlos was a pretty likable character. Yeah, oh, I yeah. like Carlos no, Car- a lot. Carlos is great. I I feel like I feel like we haven't gotten enough of a focus on him. Like I feel like the only time he was like the focal character in an episode so far was when he was introduced when he was a soccer player before he became a a, a ranger. I feel like we haven't gotten a Carlos focus episode yet, unless I've just forgotten. And I really no, want us to yeah, get one soon. We. We've only gotten Carlos with Ashley in that one episode, and Carlos with uh, Justin. But even then, that was a Justin episode. Um, yeah, I think Carlos also yeah, the, pizza the, the, pizza also. Ep- the pizza episode. Yeah, yeah, that was more of a Justin episode. But Carlos was a fucking tour de force in that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has the really good scene with where Diva talks is on the other side. They keep meeting yeah. each other. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I will say, like, uh, uh, I I'm thinking. I like all the new Rangers. It's still kind of up in the air. We still have a bit of the season left. I'm, I'm honestly thinking my favorite of the new Rangers is Carlos. If I'm being yeah. honest. Uh, um, I'm between Carlos and, and Cassie at this point. Cassie's I'll, very good. Yeah. Cassie has the strongest intro of anybody. I mm-hmm. feel like she hasn't gotten to do enough since then. Uh, I like a lot of them. Honestly, I like all of them. It would be really hard yeah. for me to choose. Yeah, TJ's oh, th- really good. Yeah, that's that's something we've been talking Absolutely about uh, before, good. and this is kind of getting like way, 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 way ahead of things. But like the teenies are going to be rough this year. Mm-hmm. Like usually, usually it's the tooties that's real like knockdown, drag out brawl because we fucking hate everything because we're cold and bitter. This year for the teenies, it's going to be a fucking giant bomb end of the year type thing. We're all going to lock each each other in a Skype call and we're not going to leave until we agree in the, who is the best character in, in every category. It's going to take us eight days and like 56 hours, I would say. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm just gonna be fucking in a dark room, just being like, "Listen, best returning character is Tanya, or I blow up a hospital." <laughs> like, just all of this shit. Anyway, we. Uh, I'm, I'm. Listen, the pizza episodes. <laughs> you're joking, but I'm gonna filibuster for that pizza episode. Oh, I, I would be uh, again. Like this is being really self indulgent, getting into the weeds. I would be shocked if the pizza episode isn't the best episode of the year. Um. Uh, but so, uh, Carlos and Justin, they're, they're goofing off. They carry the mic stands out. They, they walk out of the building. I don't know if they were planning on, like, helping to pack up the musical equipment or if they just fucking wandered off with some mic stands because they're under the spell or what. Uh, but they walk out into the parking lot. They're still going, confusion, confusion, confusion. And there's just a bunch of piranatrons moving the band's musical equipment into a van. And I, in this moment, I had assumed that the band were secretly Pranatrons. Yeah. 
Because yeah, it's very me clear too. that they're evil. That's but what like, that makes sense. Just the right. Yeah, reality, no. what happened is that they were like, okay, we're done. We're not packing our instruments. Right. Diva Ducks, call Piranatrus to be a roadie. Exactly. Like, yeah, we wouldn't... We're not, we're not going to hire stagehands. We have minions. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we get a Piranatron fight. And what's great about this is that throughout the fight, Justin's having to do most of the fighting because Carlos is still mesmerized by the song. Uh-huh. Like I mean, he's fi- he's still he's fighting, and Justin's also singing still along with it while he's fighting. I don't I don't really get the impression that they're inca- incapacitated by the song while they're fighting. Just that they're like still into it, and that they're like bringing it, the song into their act as so, so to speak as they're fighting and just like deciding to have a fun music fight instead of a regular. Well, here's fight. the thing, Carlos. Carlos isn't fighting. He's just going confusion, confusion into a into the mic stand, and the piranhas around him are dancing. <laughs> One of them's even like playing guitar in the background. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's 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 a spell with collateral no, damage. I, I guess there's a, there's a, there's a bit where like he's singing at the mic and he like arm hooks a piranatron yeah, yeah. behind him and he still keeps singing a bit and then he just like flips him over with one arm. It's the coolest fucking thing that I've seen in a yeah, while in this show. To like be honest, yeah, a punch, a sing, a flip, a sing. Yeah. it's yeah. very fun. There's a there's a bit where two piranatrons uh, do to Justin the you know the ranger's greatest weakness. Each of them grabs one arm. But then all of them just start like bobbing up and down and dancing while they do it. Like it's 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 a funny scene, it, it, honestly. It honestly looks like they've been cursed with having to look really cool while they fight, so good plan there, <laughs> Diva Talks. But they uh they they win the the Piranatron fight and they kinda snap out of it. They're like, Man, why were we why were we doing that? That's, I don't know. Yeah, they're like, oh, that sounds in like my head, man. It's fucked up. Yeah, and I don't know if I love it or hate it, but I can't stop. It's just it's drilled its way into my brain, like it's a magic evil song it's, or it's, something. It's, it's, it's like some kind of worm, but like that you hear like a song. I don't know if there's yeah. a word for that, but it's that. yeah, like a worm in your ear. Yeah. Uh, anywho, let's um, let's take a quick break, and uh, and we'll be right back. Another face to confuse you. I'm gonna trick you, tease and taunt you. You might understand real soon. Confusion, 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 confusion. They're really good. I think we found the rest of our band. My world is full of chaos and clutter. Your own thoughts will deceive you My mind is crazy, messed up and hazy You never know what I'll do Confusion, 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 confusion Alright All right, and we're back, and we go to the library, and TJ is singing the song to himself because he can't get it out of his head. He's trying to do math homework, and he just he can't. 
because he can't stop singing the song. And other people in the library are like, watch him do this and laugh. And eventually the librarian like is like, hey, uh, TJ, just stop. You're in a library, dude. Just stop. And Justin, who's also there, is just like, yeah, man, I, I know. The song's stuck in my head, too. I don't know what the deal is. It. I wanted to say it looks very funny that Justin and TJ are studying in the library together side by side. It looks like they're studying the same thing. I don't know if they are, but that's what it looks like. And it's like big ass grown man TJ yep. next to literal baby Justin. It's very, well, he very sk- funny. He skipped ahead in to, to get into high school. I, know, I think but it's a very funny image to me. And by funny, I mean weird. <laughs> That's the thing is we, it was never specified what grade in high school Justin was jumping to, but I'm, I'm pretty sure we were meant to believe that he was. Go- I, I, that's the thing is I, I'm assuming we're meant to believe he's in the same grade as these Rangers, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like it's again that whole thing was weird just because uh, like we we uh, not to relitigate this but it's weird that they bothered to have him jump into high school right as everyone else was graduating because mm. presumably they made that writing decision before they knew that the cast swap was going to happen because if they yeah. knew the swap the, the cast was going to get swapped they probably just would have done it sooner yeah yeah now just now Justin's probably above them in grades he's probably <laughs> he's probably in negative first grade of college. Justin senior. Yeah. Justin Senpai, please notice me. Oh Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I had to go there. Bye. Yep. This this is this is my revenge for all that fucking peanut talk. Uh so <laughs> so uh, the Rangers are talking to Cassie about like, hey, so that song you made is really good, but also uh we can't escape it. It's eating away at our brains. It might be evil. And then they get a call uh, from the command center. And I, I, I like that Cassie's answer to this is like, yeah, right. It's really good. Like, she, she's into it. And like, yeah, of course she would be. Yeah, it's a pure evil magic song. We all love it. Once again, none of what they're talking about has anything more evil than it's a really good song. Like, as an implication. So, it's fine, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, we cut to the command center. And uh, Alpha 6 is telling the Rangers, hey, so there's monsters attacking downtown. You should get in there. Uh, I don't think we are ever given a reason why this monster attack happens, because, like... No. The plan is unrelated. Right. Eh. I forgot this. I guess it's because, I mean, like, the real answer is they needed to use Sentai footage. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the it's um, the band. It's the monsters from the band. It's that, That's why. That's what's going on. But yeah, they the don't ra- know the this. They don't know that it's the band. Yeah. yeah. So we just, we just see... Uh, we see in Car Ranger footage what is clearly meant to be just this... Alien Sentai team, and they're 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 color coded uh, to be like the Rangers, but they they each have like weird Sentai monster heads, and mm-hmm. they're they're all like wildly different. Mm-hmm. Like there's no real theming between them, which honestly I think is is a nice touch. Yeah, they're all as kind weird of as that different sounds. animals. I don't know what the yeah. red one is supposed to be. Some kind of the red insect. one's kind of a robot. Yeah, he looks like and the green one's like a frog. A yeah, like, a lizard. One of them. Yeah, one of them's like a soldier. Pink is a bunny, I think, or with short think, ears. Yeah, I think the pink one's supposed to be a rabbit. Like a cow thing. I don't know. She's got spots. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they they fight. Uh, the pink one fights the rake. It's pretty brutal. Uh, the rangers, like, bust out their swords, which is something we don't... Something we see surprisingly rarely mm-hmm. is just the rangers pulling out their swords. There's been a lot of gunplay this season. And, like... You know, Tinger's attitude policy, just shoot them with your guns. Mm-hmm. Like, it's great. But also, it does get a bit, you know, 
boring, so it's kind of nice to see everybody just have a good old-fashioned sword fight again. Uh, and then we cut to the ship, and Diva talks and the Piranatron are singing the yep. Confusion song. They're just singing along. They're they're also under the spell of the earworm. Yeah, it's so here, here's the implication. Like, yeah, there's some evilness to the song, but also just in Power Rangers, these monsters are also just a real-ass band. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just a band. Right. Yeah. Uh, I they, mean, we've they wrote had, a song. Like, just a mechanic before, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so the Rangers fight them, and they're like, ah, oh, shit, we weren't we weren't designed for this. We just were a band. We're not fighters. And they just fucking run away. Uh, I'm not sure what the reason for running away was in, in the Sentai, since in the Sentai they are warriors, but whatever. They run off. And Divatox uh, tells tells Rygog to give him a stern talking to. Because uh, there's Sentai footage of the Rygog equivalent yelling at these people. And uh, so... As I understand it, and this is kind of cutting back to the, the, the kind of sort of the Car Ranger Garage. As I understand it, the the Rygog that these guys are talking to mm-hmm. uh, for at least part of the episode. I don't know if it's in this scene we're seeing here, but in at least part of the episode is the White Ranger in disguise oh. as the as the Rygog equivalent. I don't think it's in this scene because we also see Porto, but. You know, somewhere in this, there's there's that going on. Uh, but so Porto gives these guys just uh, basically, it's like, look, you're a Sentai team. You should have a big cannon that you make by combining your weapons together. Here you go. And that's what this is. It's just a big cannon with some colored stripes on it, and it's like, here, here's your equivalent of just you'll shoot the Rangers. I believe they call it the Ranger Scrambler. Mm-hmm. So we cut back to the school, and God, this fucking guy, Crash, whatever his name is, he, God, just getting another look at his outfit, this fucking dude, uh, it, I think his shirt is a spider web? It's like a ripped, ripped up shirt. It's a Yeah, no, it's, it's a ripped up shirt, but it's clearly like patterned like a spider web. Like, I don't mean it has a oh, drawing okay. of one on yeah. it. I mean, it's like, it's literally a web, and then he's got another shirt under it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it does. Uh, have just a, a shitload of belts. Yeah, this is the kind of shit we would have seen Bulk and Skull wearing in season one, and it's kind of nice to see it again. But so he's handing out flyers about this big concert that the band's going to put on uh, tonight, uh, and it's going to be it's going to be broadcast on on TV on the radio. I'm not sure, but it's going to be broadcast. And he's like, the whole town's going to hear us, and he gives this he gives this whole speech about like like Kess tries to tell him. About like, listen, we we you need to let Cassie, you need to let uh, Vicky write some songs. She's part of this, and he's like, "Fuck that! We have our sound. We have our one song. Everybody loves it, and we're gonna broadcast it tonight. And it's gonna it's gonna conquer the world, and nothing can stop us." Like he straight up starts giving a villain speech, and Cassie's just like, "Wow, this guy's being kind of a jerk." But also, <laughs> this is like. She, she, it's like she's in with them, and she's part of the act that they had this song, and like it's bad that they're leaving Vicky out, but they had this song before they even met her, so it's like she's completely yeah. accessory to this whole thing. She she doesn't have to be there. She could just leave and go with Vicky at this point. Yeah, th- this villain plan goes awry because they have her join the band. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there's no benefit to it. Yeah, there was no reason for this. 
but yeah, so he's just like, yeah, we're just going to... Like, he even hands her a promotional poster, and it doesn't even say Cassie and Crash and the Creeps. It just says Crash and the Creeps. Uh, but yeah, so he's handing out flyers. He's like, okay, the concert's tonight. And he leaves. And we cut to the space base. And we get this actor. He's the, And the band are all in their human disguises for this scene. It's mm-hmm. worth saying that. There's uh, nothing better on this show than, than a monster in human form acting. Like, they're always the best guest stars. I love this guy. Like, he's just having so much fun chatting with Diva Talks. Oh, all the, even the bandmates, they don't get any dialogue or anything. Mm-hmm. They're all just fun, like, goofing off, doing whatever they're doing. Especially when we get to the concert in a bit. Um, but he's just like, listen, Diva Talks, babe. Because uh, he, he talks like that. He's using all kinds yeah. of mishmashed uh, lingo from various dates. Mm-hmm. He's just like, listen, diva, babe, we, we're we're going to put on the concert and it's going to be great. And she's like, no, listen, you ran away from that last fight. You run away again. You better run real fast <laughs> so you can get away from me. Like, she's just straight up like, you you fucking stay and fight this time or I will murder your ass myself. It shows you the cycle of abuse. She, he gets abused by diva talks. Then he passes it on to Cassie and Vicky. It's real sad. Yep, it's real deep. Yep. It's real deep. Uh, but yeah, so we get we get these guys loading their instruments into the space car. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just just BT dubs mm-hmm. as background decoration for the scene. It's very funny. Yeah, and so yeah, so they that happens. She threatens him, and they go to set up the concert. And so they're in. They're just in the middle of a field. Yep. Yeah, they're in the Infinite Park. It's a big outdoor venue. Like they 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 played their song once at the Gym and Juice Bar. And it blew up, and now they can just rent the entire city park to have like a crew of five hundred thousand listening to their one song. Yeah, they're just they're doing the setup, they're doing mic checks, and it's the five members El- of the band Elgar- still. Good. Yeah, I was gonna say Elgar's doing like roadie stuff. He's like or audio engineer stuff. Uh-huh. It's very it's very funny. Yeah, very he does good. the mic check. Porto and Rygog are there, and it's it's great because again the monsters are still in their disguises, mm-hmm. so it's the three monsters. And also just a bunch of dudes uh, yep. and a bunch of Piranatrons setting up this equipment. And the Rangers teleport in. Like, we're not given a, like, Alpha calling them, like, hey, Rangers, there's something going on in the park. Get down there. They just show up. Yep. And they're like, hey, uh, Crash and the Creeps, you need to get away from those monsters. They're really dangerous. <laughs> and like, <laughs> you fucking idiots. And then they lose their <laughs> yeah. the main guy it's loses like, you in the sky. It's mask off at this point. It's like, what was your plan? Like, like as soon, like, <laughs> now now they know you're the monsters. So what's the what was the point of all this? <laughs> That's, it's weird. I guess because Divatox told them not to run away again. Yeah. Although it's worth saying that the, the main guy, Crash, the red one, uh, he's the only one who drops his disguise here. All of the rest of the dudes just oh, yeah. stay human for the rest of the scene. I don't know if <laughs> they for, for plausible deniability. <laughs> it's like only the red one was a yeah. monster. We're just a band. We didn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, to Fabi's point, I was going to say maybe they didn't have the costumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so we just have a fight scene with the Piranatrons and with uh, Elgar and Rygog. Uh, oh no, they just run. <laughs> Elgar, Rygog, and Porto just bail. Right. Uh, but they're fighting the Piranatrons and. The band starts playing the song, and we get the Rangers. They're doing that whole, like, I'm fighting against mind control thing where they clutch their heads mm-hmm. and, and they writhe around like, oh, it's the song. Oh, no. Oh. And we get a whole bunch of great, like, really great physical acting <laughs> uh, from the band. 
Uh, and, and also for the Piranatrons, because like as the Rangers are writhing around, the Piranatrons just start dancing. They're just dancing, and it's it's a great scene. Like the cameras jumping around and doing a little bunch of Dutch angles, and like it's like it's just a fun scene. I it's I I feel I feel bad when I do this because I feel like it's probably bad audio for me to just go yeah like it's fun. Yep. Just go just go watch yeah. it yourself. It's good, but like yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah. It's a fun scene. We've had a really good stretch of episodes that people should be watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what the Rangers do to defeat it is TJ just pulls out his gun and he shoots the the main guy's guitar and it fucking disintegrates. And he's like, the song's getting weaker. Guys, destroy the instruments. Uh-huh. And we get this <laughs> sequence. You know, music. Yeah. And we get this sequence of each of the other Rangers destroying one of the instruments with their gun, and they each they each destroy the instrument that like coordinates with like their counterpart. Yep. And like the uh, instruments disintegrate, they they don't get fucked up or anything. They disappear completely when they get shot, which is a weird effect. Yeah, there's just the laser beam shoots them, and then there's some lightning effects, and then they're just gone. Mm-hmm. And what's really great, and this is a touch that I did not expect uh, Power Rangers to bother doing. But as the instruments get destroyed, yeah. the song actually like loses the instrument in mm-hmm. the audio. Like you hear each of the parts go away until it's just the lead guitar, and then that's gone. Uh, so that that's a fun touch. And then they they destroy the instruments and like, ha! Huh, without the song, you can't control our thoughts anymore. And then they're like, we can control this. And then they voop away. They do the thing Diva Talk said not to do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they don't they don't completely run away. They just jump to Sentai footage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, suddenly we're on the beach. Yep. Quick retreat to the Sentai footage. They say they followed our progression, which is I think a weird music pun, but Yeah, that's a music pun. It's, it's a really yeah. weird thing, a weird way to say they followed us here. They they followed our teleportation over to the beach. I mean, in fairness, the teleportation effect was a bunch of musical notes. Right. So, you know, yeah. Um so yeah, so it's it's time for a fight scene on the beach uh with these other rangers. And they're like, "Okay, well, we lost you in a in a fight before, but that's okay cuz we've got a big fucking gun now." Yeah, they all have new weapons yep. too for this. They all have they guns they specifically, cover, but they all plan- got new weapons. Oh no, not sorry, not all guns, but yeah, they have a bunch of new guns, a bow. It's plan B shoot them a bunch, I guess, if the if the song mm. doesn't work. Yeah. But so they start blasting the Rangers, and like, yeah, it really is just the the typical like Sentai, like we put the weapons together and built a cannon yep. thing that we've seen so many times, just done in reverse. It's just the Rangers getting shot at, and they're like, oh fuck, oh fuck, this is bad. Well, let's summon our cannon. Right. What, we what if this our fucking thing that's exactly like this works against this thing, and that's exactly yeah, what they do? We get this fucking Dragon Ball Z ass uh-huh. shot. Of the two beams hitting each other, and they have a bit of push and pull until ultimately the Rangers' weapon yep. wins. The Rangers called upon Kaioken times three, and it works. Yeah. And then Divatox is just like, ah, fuck's sake, just fire the torpedoes. Fire just the do torpedoes. It. I don't care anymore. I'm going to go take a nap. Uh-huh. And so the all the monsters get big, they just get big. And because this is from an earlier episode of Car Ranger, we don't go with the Rescue Zords. We just go with the original Turbo Zord. Thank God, because it's better. Yeah, thank God. Uh, I, I really liked watching the the uh, Ultra Zord construction sequence, or the Mega Zord. 
Yes. Yeah, it still rules. The, the, I, they slam into each slam other. Into it, and, and then, then, then they hit the like, hit, to stand up. Yes, exactly. Just, pff, yep. Use a... Use Newton's law of motion to assemble yeah, the Megazord. Yeah, it's slamming Hot Wheels cars together yep. for five, you know for like a minute and a half. It's great. Yep. Um, and then they spin, and okay. like that that, song, that fight is instantly over when the Megazord yeah, comes in. They just nothing. spin at it, and it's done. Mm-hmm. I like how yeah. the spin attack also shows a brief cut of the cockpit where yep. they're all spinning. <laughs> I think we mentioned this every it's single so time. Good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we do, but it's so good. Yep. Also, I, I actually misspoke earlier. Only the lead. Uh, monster gets big. It's just the red guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they all get big in the Sentai or what, but like it's in, at least in Power Rangers, it's just this dude. But yeah, they just they do the finishing move immediately and he dies. Like that's it. Uh, we cut back to the classroom and we get this moment where the Rangers are talking about like, man, I had that song stuck in my head so bad. Now I can't even remember how it goes. Yeah, it's it's which to me is is kind of even scarier than the whole earworm thing. Is now like that song has been erased from the memories of everyone, <laughs> like some persona shit. So yeah. within the t- tip of your tongue, yep. it's always almost there, mm-hmm. but you can't quite remember what right. that song was. God, that would bother me so much. Uh huh. That happens all the time to me, where I'm like can vaguely think of a song. And then mm-hmm. usually what happens is after I like go to bed and wake up the next morning, I remember it mm-hmm. perfectly. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Carlos actually tries his best to remember. He goes, confusion, confusion. And then Justin's like, no, no. No, don't. Buddy, no, no, stop. Some things are better <laughs> left for Let Confusion go. is over, man. Get over it. It's like, it's yeah. Stop trying to make now. confusion happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> so we, we cut to the gym and juice bar and we have – Sort of the bog standard moment where Cassie, you know, apologizes to Vicky and they make up and they're friends again and mm-hmm. and they have a long lasting uh, lesbian relationship that will totally and we never see her again. <laughs> yep, she's gone behind the scenes, uh, but also, but it's implied, I guess, they stick together for the rest of the yeah. series. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she never gets as as long as I can remember, she never gets in our romantic interest. I don't think so. So they might still be dating by in space. We don't know. Yeah, sorry, babe. With... I gotta go to space to fight some aliens. I'll be back. It's okay. You, uh, I'm gonna tell you the thing about in space is that they only go to space sometimes. They still go to school right. and uh, live in Earth. They just go to space sometimes. The, the crazy thing with in space is it's based on a Sentai that has nothing to do with space. They just decided mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. have a Power Rangers in space because it's probably the last season and we get to do that. And they just had to keep contorting reasons for them to be in space sometimes. Okay, here's here's my question. If they don't actually go to space, I mean, why they is do it called go to space? No, yeah, but they don't go to space for good. Like, yeah, like you tell me, you tell me, you stick the fucking subtitle in space on the end of your show. I want fucking like Josie and the Pussycats in outer space kind of shit, right? Where they're I just mean, lost in the I mean, universe. They're, they're, the command center in in space is a spaceship that's in space, and Andros is in there, and that command center mm-hmm. turns into the Megazord, so it's like it's linked. And there is an alien invasion at one yeah. point, but the reason it's called in space, and the reason they did the in space stuff, as far as like it, how the tale goes is that uh, they got footage of the season they were gonna use, 
and the footage showed something that looked like a spaceship and mm -hmm. they wrote the whole like draft and like story ideas based on that and then it turned out it was only a video game and they were like oh well fuck we're in space now because we already made like the promotional material that says rangers in space yep. The the one that's even weirder is Lost Galaxy is based on a Sentai that also has nothing to do with space. And they're on a space colony that is basically a chunk of Earth with a dome over it that is flying through space. Mm -hmm. And they treat it I really like Lost Galaxy. I hope it holds up. Yeah, I don't I don't like it as much as in space, but it's still like not a bad show. And they I don't the, 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 the weird thing Galaxy. is they keep treating it like it they're just on Earth. Like they seem to forget that they're flying through space on that show. Uh, to the point where there's like ancient millennia old ruins on their space station that they have to find. It's weird. <laughs> okay. Uh but so let's let's get to the end of the episode here. Bulk and Skull come back, they try to audition again. They have a tuba and a sousaphone. Yep. And yes, those are two different things. Don't fucking at me. Oh yeah. Uh, and they play them very, very badly. And the tuba is another, and I take this one personally as a tuba player, mm -hmm. is another instrument that's like very, very good if you know what you're doing, but very, very easy to turn into a joke. Yep. Because mm. if you do it badly, you sound like farts. Yeah, yeah and I... Music is nothing without the bass, and tuba is the bass of brass, and you need that. You want that. That's what gives music its soul. It's a very crucial part of it, and like they pay no respect to this in this episode. It's just a bad joke where they play it badly, and it causes a hurricane inside the gym and juice bar for some reason. Yeah, some dude's toupee blows off. Yep. Like, yeah. it's It, it happens, and yeah. then just, yeah, D Detective Stone tells them to leave, and haha, they, they're gone. Yep. Uh, and that's that's it. I think we get I think we get a little more dialogue from Cassie and Vicky, but like it doesn't really mm. amount to anything. It's just like they're they're friends. Oh, oh, they finally concede that uh, that two people can be a band. Uh -huh. No more auditions. Like, <laughs> thank God. That has been what like growth. you know Oasis. Remember, right? The one of the most successful bands in the world. Two brothers. There you go. Yeah, I guess. Although I'm pretty sure there were other members of the band. I mean, I don't know anything about Oasis though. From what I remember, anyway, I'm not a scholar of Oasis. Anyway. Well, damn. Not the official Oasis scholar. Someone or someone is going to call and correct me, direct all inquiries to Zach. Uh, <laughs> he'll defend me. There you go. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> you know what? We, we, started, we, we started with uh, fucking violating the copyrights of the Beatles, and by God, we're going to end that way. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> Boom, got him. Uh, <laughs> Ava, you got anything you uh, you want to plug before we go? All right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ava Gardra, A V A G A R D R A. And I got a big, cool thing you, everyone listening, can check out. Uh, if you go mm -hmm. to my itch page, which is Ava Gard, A V A G A R D E, uh, dot itch dot io slash Adamant RPG, you can find the fantasy role playing game system I'm working on. It's free to download nice. or, or name your own price, and you can check that out on Twitch and see what it's like. I'm working on it constantly, and it's always getting improvements. And I think it's the best it's I think it's the best it's ever been. I'm really proud of it. So nice. I'd love it if you checked it out. Nice, yes, De definitely check that out. Sorry, I'm watching Blaze. Well, 
and so we're have just hit oh, the home run to thing. tie the grab the crabs. We're tying the crabs. You know, I just told you they're the best team, and we're tying them in the bottom of the seventh. We're three to three. We might beat the crabs. I'm sorry. I'll be quiet. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's, Ava, do you have anything else? That's that's all of my stuff. Okay, uh, Simone, you've been you've been gone a while. What you got to plug? Uh, Tenacious D is a two man band. I I know more about them than Oasis, so you can quote me on that one. Uh, so I, th- I have actually seen Tenacious D in concert. Oh, lucky and man! What's great is I, I distinctly remember a moment in the show where fucking Jack Black just says, "You guys are fucking crowd surfing out there, and we're just talking right now." <laughs> Either you either you really fucking love us or you're really fucking bored. <laughs> I mean it can be both. Uh, and I just I, I also remember guys. another guy like in the audience clearly drunk out of his mind. Like every time every time any kind of like the band would say anything to the crowd, they would yell, Because you're tenacious. Oh like, wow. just over that's and even over worse. Again. I thought you were gonna say woo, but that's even worse than that. Yeah. Right? No. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, my Twitter is the real Simben. Uh, not much worth following me for these days. Just random thoughts. Uh, video games I'm playing. It's including Assassin's Creed Rogue, which is not one I've had much to say about. I'll probably maybe more when I'm done with the story because it does touch very directly on Canadian story history, and I'm still waiting to see how the conclusion of that game is. Anyway. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's my Twitter. If you want to follow me for whatever reason, whether it's video game related or not, just head on over there. All right. Uh, and Fabby. You can find me at blazeball.com and then the blazeball discord server. If you join the crabs, please do not ask us about spicy milk, AKA the pitching juice. Um, <laughs> Everyone else will want you to ask. I'm just asking you. I'm telling you for your benefit. Do not ask about spicy milk. I'm also on Twitter.com, Fabi underscore Garza, I guess. Did I get disconnected? No, no, no we're all here. Uh, we're waiting just, for Mike to pick yeah, this no, one up. That's fair. <laughs> ah, sorry, I started doom scrolling in the middle of this. Uh, yeah, no, no, it's no, it, that it. happens. I can commentate the game. We're in the bottom of the eight, and the no, wings are pitching. Fabi, I, Lawrence I need, Larry Horn, who's I need the giant to end the owl, episode, is going against Montgomery Bullock. Three balls for Larry Horn. Let's just see what happens at the end of the play. Larry Horn hits a fly out to Kennedy Loser. We're down to two outs. Let's finish the let's finish the inning and then we can, we can call it in. Fran Beans, our big robot lesbian cowboy, going up ahead. She's a home run machine. Fran Beans hits a single. There's still life for the Wild Wings. Young right, young young Dean Morlow, young young comes out to play and hits a ground out to Todd Fox, and it's top of the ninth for the Crabs. We can finish this. I, you can find me on Twitter at Mike Loves Rabbit. Uh, you can hear me along with Fabby mm-hmm. uh, on uh, Idle on Playtest, which is here on the network uh, on AudioEntropy.com. Uh, also, the Patreon, Patreon.com slash Idle on Playtest. It's, it's a good show. I'm really proud of everything we've done. It might not sound like it from my voice because I'm dying inside, but mm-hmm. I I'm really proud of of Idolon Playtest. <laughs> it's it's a real real good thing. We just uh, recorded a really good episode. 
Um, yeah, yeah, we did. I, it hasn't come out completely by the time you listen to it. I am very happy what everyone does and the way that episode comes out. Yeah. Oh, actually, also, you're up. Uh, this this is a timed thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have until the end oh, of yes, October uh, 2020. The end of October 2020 is when this first round ends. We are eligible. We are nominated mm-hmm. uh, for the Audioverse Awards. They are awards dedicated to narrative-focused podcasting, either like scripted plays or uh, this year they've introduced categories for like tabletop games. They call it uh, improvised productions. And uh, the first round of voting... They've, they've, oh, they've had it for a few years. Okay. Uh, I, I actually honestly wasn't familiar with them until this year. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but we uh, we are in the first round of voting to see who gets to go to the finals. And Yeah, we're like, nominated listen, for Best New Improvised uh, Production. Yeah. And listen, folks, Idol on Playtest is a new thing. We're not like super famous or anything. I have no delusions. I don't think we're going to win the thing. It would... I would go crazy if we made it to the finals. I would love yeah. to make it to the finals. There are 40 podcasts. If we can make it to the top 10, we'll make it to the finals. So please, if you have listened to us, if you have enjoyed it, please take take the time to go to the Audioverse website and vote for us. Fill up the ballot. Yeah. We're only nominated in the one uh, in the one category, but there's a bunch of other really good podcasts. There's a bunch of other categories. Really yeah. good stuff in there. They, they have uh, sampler episodes for all the mm-hmm. nominees if you want to throw out some other votes. Because they do, they do say you have to vote. Uh, for 10 things in each category, because, mm. again, they're trying to make a finals list. This isn't the final vote. So you can vote for multiple things. Uh, our friends <sighs> over at the Party of One podcast are also in there. Uh, yeah. Definitely show them some lug. Uh, 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 if you need other names to be in your head, Super Street, uh, uh, Unlabeled, uh, I'm trying to remember what other narrative podcasts my friends make that are really good. Those yeah. two... Um, there's more, but I can't remember. Heck, Very just random fucking, encounters. Yeah. just Or just like look up which ones are full of... like. No, just uh, vote for the ones feel, my friends do. Yeah, well, I was going to say, do. look up which ones are full of like queer people and people of color and maybe throw some support their way. Uh, but like, yeah, definitely like help, like help us out if you can. It would like... Mm, it, I would love to, uh, to do this, cause, especially because like... Well, one, it would just feel good. Get that good, good brain chemicals. Uh, but it would help spread the word for the podcast. Um, and in turn, the network and maybe even some more folks will find TWA. Who knows? Uh, speaking of TWA, uh, if you want to get hold of this podcast specifically, and you want to send us questions that may or may not be about baseball, <laughs> They'll probably uh, be about baseball. God, I hope not. Uh, at Teens with Tude on Twitter. Teens with Tude at gmail.com is the email address. Teenagers with Attitude is the Facebook group. Uh, probably the best way to do it is honestly the Twitter. Um, but yeah, just, uh, just shoot us some, some, some good, good correspondence. Y'all give us that engagement. And, uh, I think that's gonna about do it for us. Any final thoughts from anybody before we go? No blaze ball, Fabby. The crowd ended up winning. I'm so angry. Now we're down said to five, no five records. You, you, you didn't I could be talking about any crap, son. You uh, know? For teenagers with attitude, I have been Mike. I've been Simone. I've been Ava. I've been Fabi. Ava.
Wait, do I do what? I know I said it. Oh. Did I not pick oh. it up? Oh. No, I didn't pick it up no, at all. Well, it's on the recording because I checked the audacity. Oh, okay then. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> confusion, 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 Today I found a baseball bat behind a dumpster.